0: You're listening to the Asotu Concessions by Effective, recorded live in Philly. All right, here we are again with another Asotukon sessions by Effective. I get to hang out with my friend Andrew Diffendurfchen today, which I got the I got the luck of the draw. They they assigned them and I was like, yes. So uh, thanks for spending a few minutes with me.
1: My pleasure, man. Uh, this is great to be at. I'm having a blast here. I got to give you credit, man. This is, uh, uh, you know, I was, somebody was asking me today, they said, how do you know Paul? I said, you know, it's interesting. I remember when Paul was walking around at NADA blogging yeah, and just like literally <laughs> like, that guy. like getting industry like events. And I, was, I think I was either at Google or I was still like working at the yeah, agency. Yeah, it was Google. And we bumped into each other and then... I left Google and started a company before a pandemic and you were like, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm like, I'm in. Please. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, there, there is this element of, you know, like one thing leading to the next. And I think that any successful company can very, if they just put a little thought in it, can typically say, oh yeah, that led to that, that led to that, that led, and that's why we're here today. Um, so here we both are today, right? And this is the culmination of, you know, just just going out there and doing things in the automotive industry, trying to get people together to talk about the pertinent issues that um not even that I see, right? Like I see that there are issues, but it is more to get the folks like yourself and the savvy dealers to start talking about, you know, solving the issues that they're seeing in real time together. I put all that out there to say, um, what are some of the real time issues that you're seeing? Maybe even some that you kind of like maybe thought of while you were here or, you know, something that, the, the essence of the conversations that you're hearing that are real time?
1: Yeah. You know, I think I've been trying to bounce around a lot. I think sometimes when you take a topic, you look at it, you're like, I want to go to this session to learn that. Yes. And I've, I said to this one, I'm like, I'm not going to pick, I'm like going to walk, I'm going to go and like step in because I'm, and I'm really like enjoying it. Yeah. Like That's I was amazing. Just, I was just in a session uh, with, with Scott and CMA and I listened to Liza this morning, obviously came over to the session that you did regarding OEMs. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of funny. We all do the, the all things used cars together on Fridays, which I love. Tomorrow. tomorrow and I'm excited tomorrow in morning. person tomorrow morning. And um, last week, the, you know, the theme that came out was kind of this collaboration versus competition. And I think the unifying theme that I'm hearing across a lot of the conversations is like, let's stop pointing the finger like let's enhance consumer experience. Like I'm tired of the word digital retailing or, you know, I'm like, <laughs> like that, that got to be such a buzzword. And it's like, we kind of, we kind of rever- right? reverted back in my opinion we had things moving in the right direction, but what do you
0: mean we reverted back? I,
1: you know, I think everyone was really like enhancing, like really thinking about their user experience. I mm-hmm. mean, if, if you look at technology companies, which we do a lot, yeah. UX is a big part of what they do. How does it feel? What does it look like? What's the, what's the integration with the platform? And that came front and center, and I think you said it well in one of the uh, roundtables. You were like, you know, it, it's it's really important to be able to evolve and take notes from where things, you know, success leaves clues, yeah. right? Success leaves tons of clues. And we were talking about Carvana, and I think you said that, man, the photo game stepped up big right, time. Right,
0: and then a lot of technology s- sprung forth, right? We have a robot, 100%. a car scanning robot here today at a Sotocon that literally came out of... People beginning to say, like, hey, we need photos like that because it's great for the consumer.
1: And today I saw an article that said searches for selling my car are up 255% coming into into September. Ah. And, and I'm, I'm literally, like, I'm on dealer websites every day of my life, and I'm seeing photography and pictures not be at the level that I would expect when people are looking to buy and sell cars. Right.
0: You'd expect a, like more, um, more strategic merchandising, right. Where you, you can see it and you're seeing the opposite is what yeah. you're saying.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, this is interesting. We have more technology available than we've ever had. And transparency has to lead the way with a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're kind of in a sense we're like, well, we don't really need to photograph it that well. Cause it's already sold. Yes. And you know, to quote Brian, which he's been here having a great time. Oh yeah, is, you know the best time <laughs> to fix the roof is when the sun shines. So yeah. let's get really good at photos. Let's get really good at what we need to do now, and imagine that impact that that incremental impact that's going to have in the business when things change. Well, he said it's funny. He I don't know if it was him
0: or maybe it was Patrick Abad. I don't know, but basically said I hear that I hear my fellow dealers out there. Back when things were tight. They're saying, I can't make the investment. I don't want to do it now because I'm not profitable. And now they're saying, well, I don't do it right now because I'm profitable. Right. Right. It's like that leaves no time to do it. And it, it was talking right? about, yeah, He was talking
1: about the coffee. He's like, well, we got the oh, cheap right. coffee. He's like, right.
0: He's like, well, I can't do it now because I'm not profitable. I, and then we were
1: like, well, why would I do it now? I'm profitable. I'm not cutting into that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's. I think it's going to be interesting and I love I loved having Tom Dole here. Obviously I worked at yeah. Subaru for 2 years. I, I like the brand is near and dear to it's my heart. It's a darling brand, isn't and, it? <laughs> you know, I, I mean I still I'm going up to Michigan to watch him race and compete in the rally races and oh, stuff. I still love yeah. it. But I love his point about retailers. Yeah, fly. Right? Yeah. Like like let's think of ourselves as a retailer. Imagine if it was and we compare ourselves to Apple. If the Apple dealership <laughs> like, you'd be like, I'm not, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that retailer thing really resonated with me. And I think the points that, as I said, these continuous themes of collaboration, mm-hmm. I, I forget what room it was, but somebody said, let's let's have OEMs here next year. And I would say, yeah, like, let's actually have OEMs, let's have some big tech, and let's have dealerships. And oh, re-
0: man, now you're talking. Like,
1: let's really get everyone on the room. And I want to hear why an OEM has a problem with potentially what some of the bigger technology companies are doing, because it's it's a very interesting and i want to understand how the retailers play into that because at the end of the day they are the the final the last leg of the transaction right you know it's it's you know the amazon driver that drops off your package is the last person yeah but there. it's even
0: more complex than that like steve greenfield uh said it um i can't remember it was just it was just the other day He said it in an interview he said but automotive is such a rare is such a rare industry where In most retail consideration, as you go down the funnel, you get more and more specific. Automotive is the only one that as you get close to the end, consideration widens again. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you talk about a need for a dealer who can actually help somebody through that, because you would think it would be like, okay, I get exactly what I want. But actually the opposite happens.
1: That's a good point. And Steve is brilliant. And the data points that he brings out, I I mean- He's done this for years. It's just like a joy to listen to him kind of say, "Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what's going on." Oh, but it, so good. But it is interesting, right? And I, and again, another one of the room said. The biggest thing, you know, you and I buying a car, we're like, dude, we've been in this industry for 25 yeah. years doing this. Like, I'll swap. Like, if it's a good, if my car, I'll trade it. Okay, I'll switch yeah, yeah, I don't need to drive white, it. I did, yeah, It's cool. Yeah, yeah. right. It cool. so needs true. tires anyway. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. So like, true. Oh, it's pulsing. It's
0: like, well, this doesn't mean the car's broken. It probably needs brakes. It's yeah. this
1: age. Exactly. And I don't like the way that the console works out. Yeah, right, you know? right. But for 97% of the rest of the world, average age of a vehicle is 12 years on the road today. And then you look at the, the time. I sold cars for seven years. And the, where did you sell cars? Uh, in in Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania. I can hear the an accent. Hour south of Harrisburg in Greencastle. Yep. Um, so I know the Sioka family. Like we used to deal with trade. I worked at a Honda dealership, Antrimway Honda. Oh no way! <clears throat> and we would deal or trade cars with them. You don't tell that story enough. I know, man. I started washing cars when I was fourteen. See, now this is the problem. Yeah, <laughs> this is the problem
0: because people are going to see you as a tech guy. And as no. an industry partner, or, and then, oh, I worked for an OEM, but, like, yo, I started washing cars. I sold cars. We dealer traded with some dealers. Like,
1: that's a great story. Yeah, I, I didn't know that about you. Well, I, I, I joke. I was a hydro technician, so I washed cars yeah. when I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. But no, I, I lo- I've always loved, and still to this day, I mean, I just love the industry, and I, I'm a gearhead, yeah. right? And, um, you know, the, the most satisfying days that I had selling vehicles was when somebody came in, and to your point, they're like, I want that, I don't want to date myself, that Honda Accord, that black Honda Accord, I won't say what year. (laughs) My first car Uh, was a Honda Accord. And you're like, you know what, that's a really nice car, but you knew that they actually probably would have been better suited for something that was either a higher or lower trim package, and you consulted them on that purchase decision. And it was when you when the customer came in and said, "Here's what I want." Oftentimes, what happened was it was you never you never lined up because you didn't do your job to actually understand what their needs of the vehicle
0: were. Right, like they could easily say, "You might be able, like, hey, you actually I think a Civic would really be a good fit."
1: Oh, they only have two doors. No, actually, they're Civics with four doors. Oh, really? Right, and by the way I can get you in something with leather and heated seats if you take cost, a civic it'll right? cost you six thousand dollars less so I just freed yeah. up I just literally freed up almost a hundred bucks a month for you 120 yeah. bucks you a think month. there's trust built there and and to Steve's point people flip the bottom of the phone because we live in the we live in the society we're on our phones we see the thing the website's skewed to what we may want to look at we do a competitive comparison yep. and you begin looking at the data I mean it used to be in the stat that we always used to say all the time is the average customer considers 5 to 7 brands of vehicle and they visit 1.2 dealerships. Don't ask me where the 0.2 came from. Yeah. So let's just call it <laughs> That's one. It's like 1.5 kids, right? And prior to kind of the the digital age, it was you visited you can you you considered one brand and visited seven dealerships. Oh, interesting. I so didn't know that either. Think about the paradigm shift, wow. right? So like when my dad was going to buy the you know the the Chevy S10 pickup
0: right. You're going to the Chevy stores. We are going. Which ones do you have? You know, Which we, ones do you? We have? get
1: on 81. Yeah. And start south and <laughs> right, work our way up right, and just you know I, I, oh take we got, off. Right. And then you're like well we might have to head back to Hagerstown tomorrow. You yeah, know like
0: right. how long <laughs> are weekend we, project? Like, though.
1: like how long are we doing this? And now somebody comes in they say I want stock number 2057B because that's the white Jetta with. I the I already did my tier. research.
0: I watched the YouTube video. I read the thing.
1: But what's the value if somebody says you know what like a lot of people come in and want that car here's the other thing so I think. I think you see that and that's where the retailer like in my opinion, we keep talking about electrification and I keep going, what are dealerships doing to to prepare for it? Have you hired someone that works for Tesla? Have you had a technician come in and to understand the impact on low-profile tires on a car that weighs 6,000 pounds and everyone's just super excited to do acceleration and see how fast they can go? It is
0: pretty fun, though.
1: It eats up tires, which is a great problem <laughs> for us, right? For people it, who sell tires, I mean, right? David Long was saying he had a uh, the um, Volkswagen, the... Um, What's the ID four? the ID four. Yeah. And he said it was 7,000 miles and the car needed tires. No way. That's a cool car. It's a great car. And he was like, because they're just doing so many accelerations with it. That's fun. And you know, low profile tires driving through New York, heavy car, heavy car, right. You're going to have, you're, you're going to have components. I mean, I'm excited about the future of where all this is going, but I think we, as retailers, it's the, well, they're making me get a charger. They're making me do this. I got to do this to my shop. You know, I have a dealer partner that we work with in DC and they sell thirty-five used Teslas a month, and they Man. and the customers
0: love it. And you know what happens when you sell used Tesla? You learn about it,
1: hundred percent, right?
0: Just it's like just get one, just get a used Tesla, and guess what? Just having it, your people are going to swarm it, right? You're going to turn it on, you're going to take it for drives. Your technicians are going to look at it, and guess what? You get a little bit smarter.
1: And don't we have to? Is our future is that a uh, a GMC dealership? May have to trade in an F-150 Lightning. No doubt. So no what are we going to do? Oh, heck, call the Ford store. I mean, maybe you have one in your group. Call yeah. the Ford store so we can work. I mean, there's going to be an interesting pivot here that we have to get used to. I'm like, embrace it now. Like you said, you, you can. You have the profits. You can figure these things out. You can build future customers. And, you know, the other thing is that I love about, like, what Tesla's done. They have guaranteed trade value. Well, if I owned a dealership, I'd be like, guess what? Those things are worth wow. all the money. I'll pay you more than Tesla's paying for the wow. car to come to my store.
0: Wow. Well, Andrew, always so much fun Love to it. kind of just pick your brain and kind of like volley it back and forth a little bit. Thank you so much for supporting the Sotocon and spending some time with us on the Sotocon sessions by
1: Effective. Make sure this happens next year. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good one. You yeah, got pre- it. Appreciate all you do. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this Sotocon session by Effective. If you want more content like this, you can check out our other podcasts. We have a daily show called the automotive troublemaker Monday through Friday here on podcasts, also live streamed on YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook. We also have a long form podcast called auto collabs, auto collabs. And if you just want to go a little deeper into this community, you should sign up for our regular email. We put our heart and soul into it. You can get it for free by going to a We'll see you next time.